The following episode was recorded before March 2024, and while the content shared is valuable and useful, it features Rob, who is no longer involved in the business. Hey, it's Rob and Kennedy. Hello, today on the Email Marketing Show, we're going to take you behind the scenes of a couple of our hotline group coaching calls from inside of the league, asking some questions, answering some questions, that kind of thing. And if at the end of this you think, bloody hell, I want some more of that, we've got something really cool for you. You see, coming up, we are doing a league open day, which literally means that you can come and hang out on one of the hotline coaching calls as our guest for free, gratis, no charge, nada. Uh, that's as many words as I know for it. And you get to hang out. It's all happening on the 11th of May at 8 p.m. UK time, 3 p.m. Eastern time. You can figure out your time zone from that if you're not one of those two. And literally, you get to ask questions like league members do. You get to get our answers on those questions like league members do. And if you don't have a question to ask or you don't know what question you should be asking, then that's an even better reason to come. Just sit there in the shadows and watch like a fly on the wall and you'll learn, I promise you, you will learn. I guarantee you or your money back even though it's free i guarantee you that you will learn stuff from the questions that other people ask so if you want to get on that call you can go and register for it right now by going over to emailmarketingheroes.com forward slash open day we've never done this before but we are so excited to see so many of you joining us for that hotline call let's pack out the room and do some great learning emailmarketingheroes.com forward slash open day he was in a local choir as a kid, but he mimed in every performance. It's comedy hypnotist Robert Temple. Uh, and he played the donkey's hooves in the school nativity. It's psychological mind reader Kennedy. Now, I always think of somebody as being the front of the donkey or the back of the donkey or the front of the horse and the back of the horse. You were the who. That's the bottom of the donkey, surely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I wasn't the guy at the front with the head on. I wasn't the guy at the arse at the end. I was the one chasing the donkey around. The two was going... That was me skipping around. I skipped, though. I skipped. Good. <laughs> Cantered. I cantered. Not in time either. You know, I think I was, was clacking away when it was stopping still. You were clacking yourself, were you? <laughs> uh, what was this with you? So you were in a local choir, which I never knew. Like a church choir type thing. Uh, they rehearsed in a church and they did the shows in a little amateur dramatics theatre in Sunderland. And I was like... Hang on, usually it's the way around. Usually for a choir, you rehearse in an amateur dramatics theatre <laughs> and you perform in the church. You were doing it wrong. Maybe that's why there was nobody there. Anyway, um, so we were doing this thing. It was called the Pavilion Singers. And uh, my friend Jeffrey was in <laughs> In it when we were about 10. Oh, here, we, here we go. Mate, this sounds. It was called. Maybe <laughs> friend Jeffrey. And Jeffrey. Oh, Jeffrey. Jeffrey was a really good singer, and his sister Vanessa was a really good singer as well. Oh, come and on. And everyone else was a good up. singer, and I couldn't sing, right? But I didn't. That didn't put. It didn't stop me. Um, so I was there. And <laughs> Did you mind doing the audition as well? Oh, he's oh there was good. no he's, audition. He's... You're allowed in. Do you want oh. to be in? You're in. <laughs> <laughs> and we right. got there anyway and when we're doing the show and where this was particularly apparent was um when jeffrey and i were teamed up to do a little a little song together it was an old thing which i'd never heard of but all the people on listening to the podcast might have heard of this from their parents or grandparents or whatever it was the thing called flanagan and alan 
and old... I've heard of Flanagan. I've, I've heard of them doing like the theatre tour. Right. Thing. So old singers, and they had a song called "Underneath the Arches." And me and Jeffrey, hang on, you were in a duet. And you were going to mime. Yes, and so me and Jeffrey making our way along the stage there, singing underneath the arches, and you can only hear one voice. Uh, just thank God they didn't give us a solo. That's all I can say. <laughs> Did you have like a little verse on your own? It was like, and he looks at you, and there's just silence for a minute. Is that what happened? The, the blind members of the audience is there. You didn't have a fucking clue what was going on. It was all very strange. Uh, somebody turned the telly off. Anyway. <laughs> Oh my god, hello. We are a stage hypnotist and a psychological mind reader turned email marketing geeks who give course creators, coaches, and membership site owners everything that you need to use psychology driven email marketing to be the email marketing hero in your business. And that all means more sales, more predictably, in less time with a brand new episode every email marketing Wednesday. <sighs> That's all I've got to say about anyway, email marketing Wednesday. That's all I've got to say. I, I was just thinking, actually, we can now prove that it's not you singing the email, the email marketing show theme tune because otherwise you'll just be able to hear me. Yes, that's true. That's true. I'm singing it now. Listen carefully. See? That was it. <laughs> If you, if you, it was beautiful. Um, if you haven't already, make sure you hit the subscribe button on your podcast player. That will ensure that you don't miss an episode of this and you'll get an automatic download of next week's episode and we'll have another song by Rob. Um, <laughs> if you haven't already, actually, be, this will be really good. Take a screenshot or a selfie or something of you listening to this episode of the show and tag us on Instagram. We're all over the Instagram, the gram at the moment. So tag us at Rob and Kennedy on there and we'll share it about as well. I think I might do a cover song of my smash hit cover of The Sound of Silence. <laughs> You've really amused yourself. He's giggling away there. Anyway, we've got a sponsor, haven't we? Yes, yeah, so like, I tell you what, it's searching around, Rob. I'm going to put you on the spot. You're going to read the sponsorship slot. There you go. All right, so our sponsorship slot. Here it goes. Um, we wanted to tell you why so many people are making the brilliant decision to switch to Keep for their email marketing and their email automation. We've been using Keep as our platform of choice for more than 12 years each, long before they were sponsoring this podcast, long before this podcast was even a, a twinkle in Kennedy's eye. Um, and so we have four accounts between us because it allows you to manage your contacts. You get to build a amazing email automations that are super intuitive, run your entire marketing and sales system all from one place. And with their new interface, it really is so intuitive. They're sponsoring this episode of the Email Marketing Show, and we wanted to get you going even faster. So when you take a free trial through the link I'll give you in just a second, you will also get our subscriber re-engagement campaign, the LOL Revival campaign, and our Overcoming Sales Objections campaign that we call the Interrogator. And you'll get them pre-installed, already built and set up for you in your account, along with a training on how to use each of them to get this working really, really fast. To get all of that, just take a free trial of Keep over at emailmarketingheroes.com forward slash keep today. Oh, you did that really, really well, Rob. You can do it every week from now on. Thanks. I'm, I'm going to sing it in the way that you would sing it. Here it is. <laughs> so what we thought we'd do today, um, because we've got this lovely open day happening next week for the League Hotline Call, which I know a lot of you are going to join us on, which is awesome. By the way, the link for that, we'll give it again at the end in case you miss it. If you go to emailmarketingheroes.com slash open day, all one word, you can literally join us on our next group coaching call with our members of the League. Ask questions. You're not going to be 
any different to any of the members. Literally, you're invited in as if we're... Um, do you remember... Do you used to have, like, open days and stuff, Rob? Like, at school where... I oh, did you, the tour. Oh, we talked about this before. You did the tour, didn't you? And you had, like, little jokes with all of the... With the teachers when we went people. into the chemistry lab. This is Dr. O'Neill, and we'd have a little joke that was rehearsed, and we did it for everyone we showed around, or some proper dork. Yeah, yeah. So it's a bit like that, but without Rob giving you the tour, we'll just be there answering email marketing questions. Uh, anyway... Um, so what we thought we'd do is actually we'll, pull, we'll pluck out some questions that we've been asked on previous hotline group coaching calls and answer them here so you can kind of get a sense of some of the answers to some common questions that we think will help you with your email marketing. So um, we were going to do this with impressions of the people's voices, but we thought it might be insulting. Um, so we're not going to do that, are we, Rob? No. I'm going to try not to do that. So the very first question is from Paul. Paul said, as long as we have our getting to know you sequence and our overture sales sequence set up, are we good to at least begin sending traffic through our funnels? Because we give you new campaigns every month and it's like, whoa, I can't do all of those. So what am I supposed to do? How do I keep up? How do I make it work? What do I do? It's a great question. So at the end of the day, you've got to get into know your sequence, which is what we call the welcome sequence. It's a four-day sequence for every new person who comes onto your email list. And then after that, Paul's got set up something called an overture sales sequence, which is a, it's a one sales sequence that everyone's going to come through. So someone joins his list, they go through his welcome sequence, and then they get introduced to his core product or service. Lovely. So once you've got that you can really start putting people through that. You absolutely can. You don't have to wait. Let's be honest. You can have as many email automations, as many campaigns and sequences and stuff as you want. But the last thing you should do is wait till you've got them all set up because we haven't got them all set up either yet. We are adding a new one every eight weeks something like that we don't even add a new one every week or every month every eight weeks we will be working on putting a brand new one in place why first of all these take these things do take a bit of time but they take a bit of time once and then they serve you ongoing so once you've got what we call a minimal min i can't say that word minimum viable engine which is this minimum viable bunch of uh email automations these two basically you can start putting people through that you can hook that up so every new person who comes in your list from now on gets to experience that you want to get the benefit from that work you've done as soon as humanly possible so yes you can as soon as you've got a welcome sequence and your first sales sequence set up definitely hook that up into your system and start reaping the benefit of that and then in four six eight ten weeks time when you've gotten around to adding another one in just slot it on the end. Well, that's why we think of it like a train, like a train with the the train carriages or the train cars making the train longer. Because when you finish the next one at your own pace, based on what's going on in your life, what's going on in your business, when you've got time to add a new one on the end, you make your train longer. Lovely. That's great. It's at your own pace. Second question was all about planning content and like, how do I figure out what email frequency I want to do with my email newsletters and all of that kind of thing? And the good news about this is there are really no right and wrong answers. I know we bang the drum a lot and talk about the fact that we email every day and we think that you should too. And that hasn't changed. We do think you should. We're not going to force you to do it. We just think that you'll like it better and you'll get better results if you do, but at least, you know, a few times a week. So in terms of planning out your content and the frequency of your email newsletters, the big thing that we like to do is to do quarterly planning 
and then granularly break it down from there. So once a quarter, in the middle month of the quarter, so that would be like February for quarter one and April for quarter two and all that kind of thing, we love to plan out the content that we are going to talk about for our email newsletters. We like to plan out what, we were, what we're going to do, where we're going to push people, what emails are we going to send in order to make that happen, and all of that stuff. And so what we do is we look at the the quarter that's coming and we figure out what is it that we want to send people to? What are our big goals for that for that month? What do we want to sell? How many of them do we want to sell? And what content do we need to make that happen? And then we figure out how does that fit within the framework of what we are comfortable with, what we've got time to do. Sit down and say, let's take an hour and say, uh, okay, we're going to do a webinar campaign. So we go into the league, we grab our webinar campaign. And I'm saying we, because I mean, this is literally how we do it, not customers of the league. This is how we do it. We go into our own membership site. We grab our own webinar campaign. We fill out our own templates for this upcoming webinar, and then we put it all together and run it. So once a quarter, we like to plan roughly uh, a big picture overview, a big helicopter view of everything it is that we are going to go ahead and do. We map it all out. We plan it all out. We put all of that stuff in position and we know that we're going to do it. And that means that as we're actually going quarter by quarter, month by month, week by week, day by day, we actually just have to fulfill the plan that we put in place once for an hour and a half. We don't have to spend an hour and a half every day starting that work from scratch now what am i going to do today yeah the next question we had fairly recently which was um how many emails should i send during a launch if i'm launching my new course or my new coaching program or my new membership how many emails should be in that and i'm going to go into some detail for this for you because the answer is as many emails as you have a really bloody good reason to send there's nothing worse than when you run out of ideas or you've got nothing to actually say so you feel like you're just sending out utter fluff with nothing really of substance to drive the reason to make that email go out. So the first thing you're going to do is, similar to what Rob just said actually, is you're going to put down the date that your thing goes on sale. You're going to put that in your calendar. So we use the calendar view of Asana to do ours. You could do it on your Google calendar, on your whatever, whatever platform you're using, Notion, whatever. You put your, this is the day that the sale opens, the cart opens, people can start buying. You're also going to put on the day that it closes. So you're going to know when the cart is opening, when it is closing. And then you're going to reverse engineer. How much stuff do I have to say? What can I say? Can I say it's closing? Well, you need to say that on the last day. You probably want to say that at least twice on the last day, because what you would hate, because it happens every flipping time we close an offer, is people getting in touch saying, oh, I just missed it. You want to make sure that you give people the best opportunity of getting your solution. That's why they're in your world in the first place. That's why you have your thing on sale, right? Because you're helping people. So make sure there's at least two emails in the last day. Sometimes, fairly often, we'll actually do three emails in the last day. Let's explain why that is. The first reason is we have a really good reason for each of those emails. The first email that day is going to be, oh, today's the last day. I'm really excited to see you in there. Here you go. Later on in the day, it's going to be like, whoa, we're getting towards the end. Like, just as a reminder, almost like that's going to be the last email of the day. And then one hour before the sale ends, one hour before your product goes off sale and you close down the offer, just a really short email. Hey, just a heads up, this this closes in one hour. Here's the link. Really easy to consume. Not many mental calories need to be burned or consumption needs to be pushed on that. They can see what it is and they go and click it. So then what we want to do is make sure for the rest of the emails, there's really good reasons to email. 
We talked about having really good reasons to email back in episode 104 of the Email Marketing Show, where we talked about different sales elements that you can hold off from saying in early emails so you can actually have a really good reason to send that email. One of the big things we see happening a lot when we're critiquing people's um, uh, when we're critiquing people's launches or when we're putting together our own campaigns, one of the things we're very aware of is making sure we hold stuff back. If you, for one of the examples, and we talk about that much more in episode one zero four, is people will introduce their. Say you've got a two thousand dollar course or coaching program, they'll introduce it and go, "It's two thousand dollars," or we've got a payment plan of X payments of this amount. Instead of telling them about the payment plan early on that's a good reason to email if you just hold it back right so make sure that you hold stuff back have really good reasons to email and you can do and as long as you've got really good reasons to email because you're introducing new things you're introducing new stories case studies testimonials a video a video a video tour inside of the thing the guarantees of the bonuses of the payment plans all these sort of things are all individual reasons to email and that's a really good reason to not tell people about more than any one of these things in any one email so that's basically how many emails you should do it's as exactly as many as you need to that you've got a good reason to email about Somebody asked us, how do I move to an email higher frequency, a higher email frequency rather? How can I start sending emails more often and, and do it in the right way? And the short answer is don't suddenly go from emailing once a month, once a week, once in a blue moon to every day because your audience are going to hate you for it. Your email platform is going to hate you for it. The email reci- recipient platforms like Gmail and them, they're going to hate you for it. Instead, what you want to do is to slowly step that frequency up and preempt it with a bit of a warning. So the way that we like to approach this is to email the list and tell them that you feel like you haven't been delivering as much value as you could be, that you haven't been helping them move forward in their journey with whatever your niche is as quickly as you could be, and you want to help them do more. And then at this point, you've really got a choice. You can either just tell them what to expect and then slowly step it up. So maybe go from once a month to once a week. That's going to be acceptable. And then after a little while of being weekly, maybe a month or two, go from once a week to a couple of times a week, and then go from a couple of times a week to every day that way you kind of step it up in stages and it's much less noticeable it's much less likely to break things that's the first bit the second part to that though is you can give your audience not only the warning that it's going to happen and tell them why it's good for them and you can also consistently remind them in your emails too you can say you'll probably notice i've been in your inbox a bit more recently in case they missed the first couple of emails telling them this was going to happen and again constantly reselling them on the benefits of why that's a good thing for them whilst they will be experiencing them they will be feeling like they're learning more and they're moving forward and they're being drawn in closer to you um just don't do it in a way that's apologetic oh sorry um especially in, if you're british because we are, we like to apologize for everything um so don't like be all apologetic and like you've just bumped into them in the shops um you want to like just make it a really good thing and sell that benefit to them now the other thing you can do if you want to the alternative is you could email your entire list a few times and give them the option to go and opt in to hear from you more often. This is the more gentle approach, not the one we take, but it's the more gentle approach um, if you feel better about it. Basically saying, hey, I feel like I could deliver more value to you, so I'm starting a daily email newsletter or a three times a week email newsletter. There's no good way of saying that. The three times a week email newsletter to give you more value, help you with this thing, come and hang out here and then you give them a form where they can go and opt in i wouldn't do it on like a link click you can do that it's really simple but i would have them go and actively put their name and email address into a box specifically to hear your daily emails now what will happen there is you will get fewer people actually doing it 
So with the first approach, you've got basically your entire list minus the people who unsubscribe, and you will get your big drive of unsubscribes quickly. Um, but that ultimately pans out typically better. Whereas if you go and email your existing list and tell them about this thing, you might only get 20% of them to go and opt in or 10% of them to go and get opt in or 30% of them. And then that's a lot of people who are not receiving your emails. So in our opinion, we prefer to just step it up gradually over time with a bit of a warning, a bit of a reselling as to why it's a good thing, and then go for it. Another question we get um, and we have had recently on the hotline group coaching calls is I'm in a much drier sort of industry, like a B2B kind of more professional services type industry. How do I actually go about adding emotion and personality into my emails the way that perhaps we might? And the, what we're going to remember is that we are all speaking to real people. None of these subscribers on our email list are robots, we hope. I want to clear those out if there are any right there are other people who have thoughts who have feelings who have families who have pets who have kids who have parents who have all other stuff going on and when they hear about your stuff going on they will resonate with that stuff if they're the right people for you if that's your style so the simplest shortcut is to tell stories tell stories about stuff that's going on in your life but also tell stories about your customers don't just say so if you let's say you're in the investment space right and you're helping people with their investments great that could be seen as a professional service as a little bit dry and a bit stuffy it's all about charts and how much you're making and the and the increase in that and the downcrease and the dow jones and the da -da 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 -da, all this stuff i don't understand lovely but if you tell rather than tell them about these stats and going that's nice what if you instead told the stories about this person who has been paying into their retirement fund and what their retirement looks like now that they did it through you and your business? What if you tell the story about the person who did, who was faced with a big tax bill and then they did this, this thing that you do and this is how they went from being worried to actually being able to put their son or daughter through a really nice school or something like that look at the stories about what you do actually does for people how does what you do serve people and tell those stories how do you tell those stories well you ask about those stories when you're talking to your clients that'll build more rapport it deepens your relationship with those people they're going to see you as much more of a trusted advisor and then of course you get to ask their permission and then tell those stories in your marketing, in your emails. So there we have a bunch of questions that we've been asked lately on our hotline group coaching calls, stuff that we've pulled out to share with you here. Now, of course, a lot of the questions we get asked on the coaching calls are very business specific to the specific person asking the question and their business. And Kennedy and I love nothing more than to dig into their business. What is it you sell? Who do you sell it to? How many subscribers have you got? What does that mean? When did you last email them? And give them very specific answers. Of course, to make this relevant to you, we've just answered the questions that are most relevant to you if you haven't seen the stuff inside the league yet because the real power of this stuff is twofold number one it's being able to find out have somebody like dig into your business and answer these questions specifically as they apply to exactly what you're doing with your audience and your niche and your products and your personality and the other bit is to listen in as other people have that happen to them. Other people are put into the hot seat, if you like, and um, drilled into their business and find the answers to the questions that will help move them forward. You always, and it happens 100% of the time for 100% of the people, everyone on our hotline calls ends up writing down questions or answers to questions they didn't ask because they go, oh, actually, but that's a bit like me and I could apply that here. And all of these kind of little dots all fall into place. It always blows me away at the end of these calls. I mean, because we do them every um, every other week, pretty much, twice a month, right, inside the league. And 
at the end of every call, people say, I have ideas from that I can use in my business, which are going to be completely transformational, change my business, get me better results. And those ideas are mostly from questions and answers to questions that I didn't ask by looking at what everyone else is doing. Because you're just in your lane, aren't you? And that's what's really amazing. And that's why next week on the 11th of May, um, at 8 p.m. UK time, that's 3 p.m. Eastern time. You can figure out your time zone from there. Uh, we're going to be spending 90 minutes on our group coaching call. We call it the hotline. And we'd like to invite you to come and join us as our guest, even if you're not a member of the league. Usually, these calls are strictly behind closed doors, just members of the league, and they are literally our favorite thing to do. In our recent strategy session, Rob and I said, if we could only do one thing in the entire business, it would be hosting these two calls every single month. We'd love to invite you to come along and see why we have so much fun on them, why they're so valuable, and why we absolutely love doing them. And you can come and register by doing an open day, as if it's school for you to come and join us on that live. If you've got questions, bring them. If you haven't got any questions, come and absorb the information from what everybody else is doing and get some cracking new ideas that you can go and apply to your business, whether you're selling products, services, high-priced items, lower-priced items, recurring, whatever it is that you're selling. To do that, go to this special URL uh, before uh, before the 11th of May, and that is emailmarketingheroes.com slash open day. Emailmarketingheroes.com slash open day. We're looking forward to seeing you there. Let's get into this week's... Subject line of the week. Subject line of the week. Oh, what is it? What is it? <laughs> so uh, this one I sent out a little while ago now, from the vault a little bit, maybe a year ago, and it's the word of the day is uppercase H... And then a bunch of underlined, um, un- like lower, what's that called? Underscore. Underscores, that's right, underscores. Then an uppercase A, and then a bunch of underscores. So like a, it's like a, a fill-in-the-gaps type thing. And that's the, what I wanted to bring your attention to. That's what I wanted to share with you today. The, I mean, the word of the day was headache in this case. But they don't know that. Like, having that curiosity of the word of the day is, and putting these fill-in-the-blanks, people have to open that to find out what, are they talking about you can definitely go and use that whatever it is that you're working on so the word of the day is h underscore a underscore that's this week's subject line of the week subject line of the week thanks for listening to the whole show this week and making it to this very last moment we love having you listen to this podcast make sure you hit subscribe on your podcast player we are here every single wednesday every single bloody email marketing wednesday without fail we have been now for like i don't know 100 and loads of episodes so hit subscribe (laughs) to make sure you hang out and come and hang out with us on instagram as well at rob and kennedy share the word about the podcast tell other small businesses how they can do email marketing that doesn't make them want to be sick in the mouth that's it we'll see you next week